Hey guys, it's great to be with you again for episode 75. Holy shit, Dave and Mitcheroni. Wow. Woo. 75. Crack open that bottle of champagne. We have a special episode that is being introduced by an old 80s band called Naked Eyes. And mm. you guys might recall one of their songs called Promises, Promises. Promises, Promises. Yeah, what the hell are we talking about? That's always the question, by the way, Mitch. You may not be used to our listeners asking that, but that's what the question is. What in the, the hell are we talking about? Exactly. A couple things to share as we kick off a little bit of LDS Church. LDS Church. Doesn't that feel good? Oh, boy. All right. I got to take a shower. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> oh, that's right. As fast as your showers are. Uh, I tell All you. right. Okay. So I'm on the LDS website for these two things, believe it or not. I just couldn't I'm sorry. resist. I couldn't resist. Mm-hmm. Just the titles. Mm-hmm. Just the titles of sure. these two little articles that were linked off the front page of the website. You ready for this? Digital only young adults. Uh, I guess they have a, a column that's for the, that's called that digital only young adults. Like that's their column, whatever, for young adults to read. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> the title of the article is "You Don't Know What You Don't Know." <laughs> <laughs> And again, ah, again, I have to look at, oh, wait, <laughs> to look at Frankie. Way too deep. That's I'm motioning. Just, come to, on. I'm, you guys can't see this because we're not all on the stage for this episode because we, we're not doing the threesome thing. But I'm hmm. next to the stage guys here because they always join me okay. in my office for these segments. Whatever. Anyway, much too long of a description. That's because you serve tequila. That's right. I do. So I'm looking at Frankie <laughs> and I point to him and he goes... Thanks, Frankie. So that's that's one of those. Thanks, right. Frankie. Yes, thanks, Frankie. You don't know what you don't know. So the, the little sub, I don't want to say subtitle. It's not. It's more, well, kind of a subtitle slash blurb, right, at the beginning of an article. And it mm-hmm. says, if we could just listen without trying to change someone's mind, I think we'd be surprised what we might learn. Hmm. What a novel idea. And do I even say more? I don't know if I should even say more than that. It's you just, know, how many people are capable of that, if I can say capable? I Really, seriously. Because what we do as a listener in a two-way conversation is we form the sentences and the words, string them together, of what we are about to say next instead of listening to what is being said at the moment from mm-hmm. the other party. Wait, yeah. David, that- can you repeat that? I wasn't listening. Oh, you're perfect. I had to. I'm sorry. You're perfect for us, Mitch. Low-hanging fruit. You are so perfect for us, Mitch. And speaking of low-hanging fruit, I don't know how many times I've told you, Dave, to wear the whitey tighties because the boxers just aren't working for you. Yeah, my prune shoot is in bad shape today. Mm. Once they start hitting mid-thigh, it's time to get rid of the boxers, dude. (laughs) (laughs) 
Frankie. Oh, right. yes, Moving yes. on. Moving on. That was good timing. Yes. <laughs> this is a religious podcast. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I have to read just the last three paragraphs to you guys very quickly. <clears throat> All right. If we could really hear a person and try to understand where they're coming from, if we could just listen without trying to change someone's mind, I think we'd be surprised what we might learn. We could find more sympathy and respect for their view or opinion, or at least not hate them for it. We might even learn a new truth to add to our own understanding, or discover we've shared the same truth all along. The key is humility and admitting that we can stand to learn from someone else. There's a or we note. might discover that they're dumb as fuck. <laughs> right. That's possible. Let's not leave that consideration out of the picture, yeah. Right, right. He says, there's a sticky note on my desk that says, quote, you don't know what you don't know, unquote, the title of the thing. It's there to remind me that beyond my own experience, I'm essentially ignorant. It's to keep me humble. I hope it's working. Last piece. It's also there to remind me not to stay ignorant, that I have a responsibility to keep learning and listening mm. and seeking truth, yeah. even when that truth comes in unfamiliar packages. Heavenly Father has more to give us if we'll listen. That's actually very true and very profound. <laughs> we is. do not know what we don't know. And yeah. Here's the punchline. Uh, Here it comes. I just, I just listened to a BYU devotional from President Nelson saying that basically truth is from God, which is from the prophets of God. Okay. And Same he warned thing. everyone to be very careful on where they seek truth. And he specifically said, don't seek it from disaffected members of the church. So, <laughs> so is that, is that so, a recent, you know, recent statement? Uh, I think it's, it's very recent. Yeah. It's, it was, yeah, okay. he was a prophet. The video I watched, he was the prophet then. Okay. They introduced him as the sure. president of the LDS church. So I had to turn it off because I was like, okay, all right. All right, Rusty. All right. Cause he, you know, but, but that, that's the, that's the punchline. So the double standard of the church is like, Hey, yeah, listen, because you don't know what you might not know. But unless it's an, uh, you know, an ex-Mormon, well, then I don't know about run. you guys, but I'm pouring wax plugs into both ears right now. Okay. Because I can't listen to your shit anymore because oh. you're anti-Mormon. Right. Okay. And I just, I've got to protect myself. Okay. Uh, just, all right. Hey. Okay. okay. All, right. all right, man. Thank God. I, I've been wanting to say a lot of shit about Dave now. Yeah, me you too. You know? Yeah, motherfucker. Every time he comes in, his balls reek. Like he just played this hey, long game dude. of basketball. Board basketball. Come on, man. I shower once a week. Whether hey, I wait, you hey, said the wax was in your ears. What the fuck? Where's the wax? No. Well, Liar. it's it's honeybee oil. It's uh, I got the wrong product. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Great. Damn it. Yeah, lying. Well, it's, last it's time good we to know him. how you really feel about me, man. Share the love. Yes. All right. Cherish the love we have. Oh, my God. From all, from all the notes to whatever. That was cool in the gang, wasn't it? Or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Fresh Here's another cream. one. God, you guys are just dragging me on on this segment. Can we are never going to get through this podcast. Sorry. Sorry. Damn it. Go ahead. All right. I'll shut up. <laughs> So this Please one, I, don't. I laughed out loud, Dave, on this one, because in our last episode, you talked about the Mormon church being like, uh, what was it? Like a, you're standing in a river and you, you're thirsty. 
What was your... You're standing in a river and dying of thirst. Dying of thirst, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. here's the title of this article on the website, Finding Peace Like a River. <laughs> yes. I thought that was quite appropriate. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. You know what I just thought of, Mitch, when you sang that was like the kind of hymn they would have sung in, in Joe's time, good old Joe Smith's time. Mm -hmm. You know, that sounds like one of those old yeah. hymns. Oh, yeah. And again, we're going to do a podcast on this, the evolution of the hymn book in the LDS Church. Yeah, it's actually pretty fascinating. Ooh. It is fascinating. Yeah, that is fascinating. And some of the shit they had in there, because it's actually a good little snippet of the current doctrinal beliefs of the church at the time, if you look in the hymns. Big. Right. And they're dripping the, the trilogy. There were the two or three songs in there that had the trilogy the way oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. Yeah. Christians mm -hmm. believe. Anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna read any snippets from this one. It just bothered me because there's no peace in the LDS church. What? In my opinion. Yeah, there there really isn't. I mean if you want to get technical there's hardly peace in a river as well. I mean, you can sit there and listen to it, but once you step in, there's undercurrents, there's <laughs> rapids, there's rocks. You always stub your toe. Have any of you swam in an actual river? It's Mitch. It's better you. to just listen to. Well, what's you. worse than stepping into that river and seeing a, a deer or a bear or some other animal pissing upstream? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wanna, or, a, or a human. I mean, I've done it. I want to thank you both because I was going to go on to say how I was also disgusted that they use a beautiful natural thing like a river in an LDS right. article like this. And then you guys just went and, yeah, you, just oh, kinda, you pissed in my river, so to speak. Thanks I'm a just lot. bringing you down. Yeah, whatever. I'm just, you know. Bastard. I have okay. something to share with you guys from a beloved leader of the church, but we're going to do Dave's segment first, I think, to shake this up a little bit. So how okay. about a little bit of For Your Information? For Your Information! Was that too much? No. Okay, Beelzebub. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> We are in the year 1953. Okay. I wasn't even born yet. Almost. But close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Old bitch. Here we go. This is a short little clip right here. February 11th, First Presidency purchases $5,000 in bonds for the state of Israel. So, again, it, Israel okay. Nation fascinating. Hold whatever. on a second. Is this... When we say the state of Israel, is it so Zionist movement, Israel's being formed? There are no extended notes okay, here. Yeah. It's a, there, there's a statement. I, guess I just thought it was really interesting. These subjects keep reappearing. Yeah, they you do. Know? Yeah, they do. These same subjects. Okay. Yeah. March 3rd, First Presidency Secretary answers Mormon's inquiry about receiving blood transfusions from African Americans. And what is the response? The LDS Hospital here in Salt Lake City has a blood bank which does not contain any colored blood. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's one of three to follow I, it, yeah 
So the, that was all the break, the sound of all the breaks from the Mormons. If you're, you're going to die and the only blood available is from a black person, you're better off dead. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know where my mind well, immediately went. Go ahead, Mitch. Sorry. Nope. Nope. <laughs> my joke's over. The, the space, the space passed. Oh, so. Oh, damn it. Shit. I'm sorry. I mean, I could still say it and we could see if the audience could laugh. Um, Do it. Do it. Throw it out there. Yeah. All right. All right. You ready, guys? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, Dave, the politically correct term back then is colored, not black. Da-da-da-da. Notice how that changed. You know, Thank you. Thank you. I grew uh, up uh, in my young childhood. They were referred to as colored people. And then black hit. When did black hit that reference? 70 something. Yeah, uh, it seems like instead of colored, yeah. colored was fifties and sixties. I think so. If I'm not mistaken, anyway. All right, my namesake David O. McKay tells President of the University of Utah, "This is a Mormon institution." Uh, <gasps> okay, just because I said so. <laughs> but but it's and not. I don't know if you know the history of BYU and the University of Utah. Well, they did mm. both start. They did both you, start. In your view, it's yeah. always been regarded as a more liberal mm-hmm. institution, not according to David. Well, I recall, tell me if I'm remembering incorrectly, I recall University of Utah was created first, and it was created by the church. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, it was. And I yeah. think, wasn't it during Brigham Young's day still that it was created? I want to, I think, oh, I don't remember. Don't tax my memory like that. I just smoked a doobie, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes sorry yeah, sorry no. um, all right moving it, on to the next i know i'm such a <laughs> june 19th people leadership week at brigham young university where mm-hmm. collector wilford c wood displays a silver piece that was emma's most precious possession this was taken from the pocket of the prophet That's from the, his dead body. And Jupiter, we, we yeah. have covered this three times or four times now, yeah, yeah. but this is a new entry. So I know it sounds like we're repeating ourselves. What do you think it was? It was a Jupiter in hi- Yes. In hieroglyphics, it said, Confirmo Odysseus Potentissimo, which means make me, O God, all powerful. Does that sound like Joseph Smith? Um, that sounds pretty good. No. <laughs> what? No? <laughs> no. Joseph Smith was very Christ-like. Get your facts and, straight. Um, okay, I'm just going to rip this page right out of this book. Thank Shit. you. I'm sorry. If it doesn't support yeah. your faith, then disregard it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Mitch, Mitch, I'm glad you're here, man. God, I could have oh. ruined my life. You know, Jesus. you could have. You're following in the footsteps of, wasn't it Joseph Fielding Smith? I always forget the fucking Joseph F. Fielding, whatever F name, Smith, guys. You can just say Joseph fuckers. (laughs) Joseph fucking Smith. Um, One of of those Joseph fucker Smiths. (laughs) I like that. He had, hold on, he had the original journal, Joseph Joseph Smith Jr.'s original journal, where he had cut the page out where he talks about his first iteration of the first vision, right? 
So that's, that's what correct. I thought of yeah. when you said, yeah, I'll just rip the page out. Okay. Anyway, God, that yeah. was a long explanation. Mm. If there was any hope for No, that's, there, that's I mean, significant as hell. Yeah. Okay. It's 1954 now. Do you feel the change in the uh, air? Okay. I do. Yes. Church News publishes Counselor J. Reuben Clark's talk to all LSD seminary and institute teachers in which he declares that even the president of the church has not always spoken under the direction of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. What? Yeah, that's what he but, said. But, you know, it's our duties as members to, to follow to and obey. Yes. Well, to and, obey. And the key there is to and know know when. When is he talking under the influence of the Holy Ghost? And so, as if enough hasn't been said about my beloved brethren who have a darker color mm -hmm. to their skin, let's end on this one. Apostle Marky Peterson instructs all LDS college-level religion teachers, again, the same group. I would be willing to let every Negro drive a Cadillac if they would afford it. I would be willing that they have all the advantages that they can get out of life in the world. But let them enjoy these things among themselves. <laughs> yeah, one, fuck one, him. More line, one more line. I think the Lord segregated the Negro, and who is man to change that segregation? Motherfucker. 1954, and they're still preaching that shit. Now, that's, ah, that's unbelievable. You know, you know why, right? You know why? Well, I have a quote here. Okay. From the prophet Brigham Young. Mm. <clears throat> Let me see if I can get in tune with Brigham's spirit. <clears throat> when all other children of Adam have had the privilege of receiving the priesthood and of coming into the kingdom of God and of being redeemed from the four quarters of the earth and have received their resurrection from the dead, then it will be time enough to remove the curse from Cain and his posterity. You must not think from what I say that I am opposed to slavery. No! The Negro is damned and is to serve his master till God chooses to remove the curse of Ham. So it's no, you know, I, it's a mystery why that, thank you, thank you. It's a mystery why teachings of well, racism are in the church. I mean, the church <laughs> is not racist. It's just, yeah. right. Yeah. Can you imagine if you believed in said person, one, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Ben Joseph, whatever title, can you imagine him teaching something like that? I think no, not. No, I can't actually. No. Well, he yeah. did through Brigham Young. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I missed the whole point. I always forget that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn well, it. you're missing two things, Mitch. Thing number one, mm. it's more important always to listen to the words of the current prophet. Current. Oh, you're right. Secondly, oh, secondly, right. this is my favorite. Brigham, yes, it is true. He was a prophet of the Lord, but it is also true that he was just a man. Oh, uh, and, and a man of his times. Yes. Yeah. 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 Damn. Okay. I, uh, God, I just want to give him a hug right now. Me too. With a, with a knife in my hand. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, hang on. Easy there, Dave. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Come on. 
Be easy there, Dave. I'm still present. <laughs> well, look, dude, how do you handle 56 women at once? I really want to know. You know, <laughs> one word, orgy. <laughs> you know who Thanks. you sound like kind of there, Mitch? Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. It You know what? That's true. I, I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to. When I was a lad. <laughs> it, it's true, LeFou. <laughs> Crazy yeah, old yeah, Maurice, eh? <laughs> Crazy old Maurice. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, we are going to get into promises, promises. Mitch, would mm. you do us the favor of starting us off? To answer the question, what the hell are you guys talking about? I will start us off. Wait, what am I starting off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just jumped off a diving board. What yeah, the hell? I don't know. I don't Wait, know. Mike, where'd he go? He just ran off the stage. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Mike. Don't do this. Let me he promised. He, wait, wait. He promised Promise. that he would stay with us through the whole. Oh, uh, an object lesson. Today, I was going to share a tidbit of things I said while I was Mormon. I think that would be awesome. And you two can jump in. Yeah. Once upon a time in high school, I was talking with a good friend of mine, and she was struggling to follow the prophet. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about such things as virginity. Uh Uh-oh. And I continued to compare a woman's virginity to cookies cooking in the <laughs> oven. Okay. What the hell? And that when a woman is ready, the oven will beep, just like when the cookies have risen. Um, God will open the oven door, and she will be ready. Wow. I, I felt proud. I was like, I just did an object lesson. I'm going to be a seminary teacher. Hmm. Wow. That so was that's... beautiful. Give me a minute to write that down. Damn. No, don't. No, no, that's no, not. I, I suddenly have an urge for chocolate chip cookies. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, uh, very embarrassing. I, I look back on that moment with a lot of shame. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wow, I really. Yeah. This is why it's shameful, though. It's because she really listened to me she was like oh. listening oh my god it wasn't just like oh mitch the stupid mormon mm. no she was like she, i could tell she was listening and that she believed what i was saying hanging on and, your every word and so i yeah. i look back at those type of conversations where i said something no. really stupid to follow the prophet because we again we were talking about follow the prophet and and we were talking about dating because President Hinckley had said, don't get into any serious relationships before your mission or before you're ready to be married in mm-hmm. the temple. Mm-hmm. So I was basically comparing virginity to that, hmm. to cookies. Is that an analogy <laughs> that just like hit you out of the blue, like right then? It really did. I was just like, wow. I was just like, uh, so yeah, the, there's an oven, just picture an oven and uh, chocolate chip <laughs> cookies, or they can be sugar cookies, whatever you want. I, I don't know what's, what's happening. I'm seeing the Pillsbury Doughboy all of a sudden. What the I hell is going on? I don't want to know. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah, the that's, the, that's the other version. Okay. That's the other version. 
That's the other virgin. That's Satan. Yes. Virgin? Yeah. That's the other virgin. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so, you know, if you two have any stories you want to throw in, if not, I will gladly take my spotlight of shame mm. alone. This could go for hours. Are you kidding me? Especially as yeah. a missionary, almost every potential convert or investigator that I talked to, I said shit that was memorized, canned. Mm-hmm. Half mm. and not sincere, just to get them wet. And I don't mean that. Okay. To get them, yeah, in the water. Baptized. Yes. <laughs> yes. For the yes. listeners that we all take Dave's comments as sexual, he means baptized. <laughs> yes. No, seriously, though, do I feel shame and guilt? I was on that train. Uh, yeah. Specific instances, I, I don't want to get started. I was trying to think while you were talking, Mitch, and I thought, you know, I'd like to share something for many reasons, including just building that camaraderie, you know, among us three. But I don't think I ever said anything so stupid. I mean, I just <laughs> don't know if I... I have two words for you, brother. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> it seems as though the Mormon mindset is still entrapped within Michael. <laughs> what should we call that? You, you know, I, I thought of Star Wars metaphors, and I thought of the farce is strong in this one instead of force. Mm. Ah, very good. Very good. Yes. Anyway, guys, I think we should get into the actual episode content. <laughs> what? What the nah. hell did we do that? Nah. We've lost some. Yes. All right. So today we are going to be discussing Moroni's promise. Mm. Do you guys remember what chapter and what verse in Moroni? I do. How could we forget? Chapter 10 verses... Four and five. That's right. Four and five. Or, you know, if you want to get really missionary, it's three through five, David. Oh, so You just, yeah, you, always, you failed. I was, always, I was always cutting corners. Always. Yeah, you know, that, it shows. But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. So, we could go hours and hours with this, but Michael, you had something that you wanted to share. Did you want to share that now? Yeah, or yeah, did you want to start diving into... Yeah, let's share it now. What Moroni's promise is. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so we know, well, we know what Moroni's promise is, but we can read that quickly for people who are less familiar. There's a beloved leader in the church called Richard G. Scott. Here's a couple minutes of Richard G. Scott's thoughts about Moroni's promise. Are you guys ready? Let me get my pillow in place. (laughs) And your drool cloth. Okay, here we go. Your drool bib. Okay, here we go. Try reading the Book of Mormon because you want to, not because you have to. Discover for yourself that... Are you going to listen to this or are you going to laugh the whole way through? Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you going to contain yourself? All right. Here we go. I... Wait. My drool cloth. Damn it. Yeah, I know. Okay. I think he was about to say discover for yourself here. Here we go. It is for yourself. As you read each page, ask, could any man have written this book? Or did it come as Joseph Smith testified? Um, it probably depends on whether you've actually researched where the book may have come mm-hmm. from. But anyway, go on. It was from a woman, for hell's sakes. 
Wait, did okay. I did I misread something somewhere? He just talked over Richard again. I'll I'll back up a little bit here. Thanks. No. Here we go. God. Here we go. Here we go. Do I have to mute you by force or? Okay. All right. Here we go. Apply the teachings you force be with Oh, me. well, for fuck. They will. Oh my God! <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> would you would you let Richard? I I am just. I'm I'm sitting here with popcorn and I am just enjoying this. <laughs> let Richard talk. Okay, here we go. Go on, Richard. You learn. Go on, Dickie. They will fortify you against the evil of Satan. Follow Moroni's counsel we've heard of often in this conference. Sincerely ask God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ with real intent. If the teachings of the Book of Mormon are true, ask with a desire to receive a confirmation personally. Nothing doubting. Okay, hold on a second. If you ask, you say a prayer, nothing doubting. Doesn't mm -hmm. that mean you've kind of already answered it yourself? You've already got an answer. That's exactly what that means. Okay, well, yeah. let's, let's, yep. let's continue here. Let's... There has to be an explanation of that book you can hold in your hand. Uh, there, there is, <laughs> but anyway. I know that you can receive a spiritual confirmation <laughs> that it is true. You'll then know that Jesus Christ lives, that Joseph Smith was and is a prophet, and that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is his church. Um, yeah. So Did you see what he did there? Yeah. He trumpeted a testimony about Jesus Christ with a testimony of the Book of Mormon. That yeah, is yeah. preeminent. And then secondarily, a testimony of Christ would follow. Whoa. Really? Yeah. And yeah. this is something we'll talk for a couple of minutes later in our conversation <laughs> today about, I overuse the word dichotomy. I need to find another word that means a similar thing. <laughs> There's a contradiction. <laughs> There's a complex contradiction. <laughs> Ooh, that the, was deep. Oh, hey. Ooh. In the church. <laughs> With regard to these two competing teachings, one of which being what he just taught, which we've all heard hundreds and thousands of times of, you know, if you get a testimony of the Book of Mormon's true, that means everything else is true, right? It's the keystone, right, of the arch of our religion. And then I'm sure you guys heard it just as I did, the counsel of that's not enough <clears throat> to have a testimony of the Book of Mormon. You need to have a separate testimony of Joseph Smith, a separate testimony of Jesus Christ, etc., Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'd end up in the dilemma that the Tanners did, where they believed the Book of Mormon was true, but that Joseph had fallen away after a time. Yeah. Right? Kind of the fix the church bandwagon. Right, right. And so you can avoid that if you have separate, you know, distinctive testimonies of each thing, right? So which is it? Is it the whole thing or is it distinctive testimonies? That is also the catch-22. Yes. It's yes. a domino effect. If you have a testimony of the Book of Mormon, then you must have at least a, some belief in Joseph Smith. And then, therefore, you must believe that the church is truly led by God mm -hmm. and that there is continuing revelation. And so that's how they trap you. They're like, hey, how did you feel when you read the Book of Mormon? Oh, I felt great. Aha, then you know it's all true. Welcome to yeah, our church. Get baptized. So, yeah. uh, another word for keystone would be linchpin. 
or the the first domino or noose yeah (laughs) the noose of the of the hangman's anyway uh (laughs) here we go what else does richard have to say here you will confirm that the savior guides this church through a living prophet (laughs) these truths will become a foundation for your productive life when one may say I don't have all the blessings of an ideal family and full church experience. Neither did I Uh enjoy all those advantages. Nor did some other members of the Quorum of the Twelve compensate by obtaining your own unwavering testimony of truth. Um. Hmm. Uh, well, an an appeal to a certain segment of the audience. Yeah. Uh, Neither you know, did I. Obviously. And look where I stand now. Yeah. Anyway, here 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 we go. Hold on. Mm. Obtain a personal conviction that the Church of Jesus Christ has been restored to earth, and that His doctrines are true. There are different paths to that treasured gift. They begin with your sincere desire to know the flickering flame of faith. Did you catch that alliteration? Oh, alliteration! The flickering wow. flame of faith. <laughs> my God, I'm gonna flickering fucking hash. Watch your language. That left at Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay. He's almost done. Here. Okay. Thank God. I mean, if you do not nurture it. The flickering flame of faith will die if you don't nurture it, is what he said. Here we go. Okay, okay. But that tiny flame can grow into a brilliant, unquenchable fire. Sincere prayer, consistent study of the Book of Mormon and other scriptures. I almost can hear a heavy metal song based on that. Van Halen on yeah. on fire, their yeah. first album. Flickering yep. Flame of Faith mm. would be a good album cover yeah. name for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, he's almost done. Such faith will be sustained as you apply the principles you learn. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, Michael, if you will indulge me, based on what Dickie Boy had to say there, this is a perfect place for me to share something from Arza Evans. Mitch may not be familiar with Arza. Uh, he's a, a friend of mine and authored a book entitled The Keystone of Mormonism, which is comprehensive. Mm-hmm. And it would be like the precursor to the CES letter in book form. And okay. this, this section, it's really quick. Some questions about testimony, if you will indulge me, brethren. Yes. But what is a testimony anyway? Is it divine communication or just a powerful psychological experience? How can a testimony be trusted when sincere testimonies often contradict each other? And why is testimony considered more reliable than scientific evidence and logical reasoning by many church members? Despite overwhelming evidence against the authenticity of the Book of Mormon, many church members claim to have a spiritual witness or testimony that transcends science. Many of those who feel this way 
are not aware that throughout world history, many people have believed strongly enough about various ideologies to die for their convictions. Many religious groups have fought and killed each other while fervently praying to God for help. Thousands mm-hmm. of men and women have had a strong enough testimony to offer their own sons and daughters as human sacrifices to pagan idols. A personal testimony in action can be a very frightening thing. Thank you, Arza. That's an excellent and, quote. you know, this, I mean, we could, God, we could go days talking about the effects that conditioning, the, the conditioning right. that the church teaches. One thing that I would like to kind of touch on, which coincides with Moroni's promise tenfold. So this is where the deceit comes in, in my opinion. This is where kind of the gaslighting yourself, as well as the gaslighting from the church and your family and and leaders altogether come in, is when you pray, you're under pressure, not to just, you know, to contradict what Richard G. Scott just said. He's just like, you need to know, pray about it, have these feelings of joy. But the truth is, is if you don't know, if you don't kneel down and get a conviction from God, you're a black sheep. There it is. In, in yeah. some way. This idea that it's not only with Moroni's promise, though, it's in the bearing of the testimony. How many yeah. times did we yeah. get through testimony meeting and it was, I know that the Book of Mormon oh, is God. true because yeah. I had a witness. I know that Joseph Smith, I know, I know, I know. And that's why Mormonism is a special kind of cult to me is because mm. it's not just believing. It's not just going, hey, I believe in this guy. I'm going to follow him. No, they condition you so that you know yeah. that you convince yourself and you repeat it every fast and testimony meeting. I know that the church is true. Mm. I know the Book of Mormon is true. I know it. And you can't. I'm you sorry. Can't. You can't you can believe. It. Yeah. You can believe. Yeah. Like I'll believe that. If someone says, Hey, I believe I believe that the Book of Mormon is true, I'll be like, Good on you. Yeah. I don't believe it. But if when someone comes to me and says, I prayed, I took Moroni's promise to heart. And I got a spiritual witness, and now I know that it's you true. Know, actually, that's a weakness. It's a camouflage or something mm-hmm. that you're trying to cover up for the fact that you don't know. That's right. So you just use these mm-hmm. words, and you're double-fucking yourself and the person that you're bearing this witness to. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you're kind Something of like gaslighting. group deception or group gaslighting at that point, right? Because you're right. You're, right. Pro- you're projecting the reality within you that is that you don't know that it's true. And exactly. one, of the, one of the reasons for that is it's not true. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, you're, pro- you're projecting this. And then other people, yeah, yeah, and they're not as they hear your testimony, and it helps them gaslight themselves, and it's just this big And then the bishop comes to you after and says, Mike, I really enjoyed your testimony today. And you're like, oh my God, I feel so good. Yeah, yeah, love bomb. We'd like to be call you to be the uh, high priest group leader, by the way, based on your testimony, and we do need you to double your tithing and your fast offering. (laughs) Double. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait a minute. Am I in Scientology? 
Might as well be. Someday as well. Yeah. You know, Mitch, I thought of a few things when you were going through that. And obviously, I completely agree with your stance there and your observations. I mean, there's so many things going on with that philosophy. And I guess to your earlier point, that's one of the reasons that we could talk about this topic for hours and hours, right? I mean, there's this whole philosophy of carrots in the church, right? Everything is something Mm -hmm. that's going to come later. And it's this nice carrot that you can have later, 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 right? And you keep working toward it and you never realize it. And you may feel at times like you get a little bite or a nibble of the carrot, but you never get the whole thing, and that's okay because that's for after this life, right, kind of thing. So it's this constant dangling carrot, and this is one of those, right? The, the, is you, this a yeah. 401k program? <laughs> <laughs> and when retirement means death, yeah. 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 Um, retirement your, <laughs> called the celestial. Upon, yeah. upon the death celestial of the policyholder, they shall receive With- the... <laughs> inheritance and the muslims joined so now we get 72 virgins as well oh yeah i mean look man we talked about this facet i definitely wanted to talk about this together with you guys there's three basic possibilities when you pray about the book of mormon right if you just want to simplify it one is a neutral response you don't really feel anything one way or the other, right? There's an answer by the church for all three. I guess that's my point of this whole gaslighting. Thing. Okay. The gaslighting yeah. answer there is a simple, well, Mitch, you just need to keep praying, keep having faith, keep reading, and in the mm-hmm. Lord's time, you'll get an answer, right? And This, so, this is yeah. a trial, hello, a yeah. trial of your faith. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. life isn't hard enough. Go, the stronger you'll be. Yeah. So you're you're actually a special saint because it's taking longer for you, which means that you're worthy of a greater reward eventually. Yeah, your witness will be stronger because you have to work harder yeah. for it, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. And think about each of these three scenarios, right? So in the neutral scenario. Where does that leave you with whatever you're told? It leaves you in a situation of the reason I didn't get an answer is because of me. I masturbated this morning. That's why. (laughs) Hey, Dave, can you stay on topic? I wasn't talking about what each of us did this morning. I, I was oh, oh, wait, I understand. Oh, oh I understand oh, now. Oh, you were putting yourself in the place of the member. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, that, But that is so <laughs> true. It's, it's cringy. I laugh yeah. so hard at that because it's just like, yeah. I honestly would think as a missionary yep. that I wouldn't have the spirit because I decided to whack off the morning before I went proselyting. <laughs> And I was like, oh, the spirit's not with me. I'm not going to find an investigator. I'm not going to have the spirit with me. Like, how how fucked Uh, is that? (laughs) It's terrible. Elder Chira, what's wrong with you today? Why is there that stain on your pants? Um, (laughs) Mitch, I just want you to know that you're the only missionary in the world in all time who's ever done that. So I feel special. That's why I felt very, very alone. Okay, that's scenario one. Scenario two is you get a good feeling of some kind, right? And no matter how powerful that feeling is, oh, it's true. Wait, are we still talking about masturbation? Oh, oh, we went back. (laughs) 
feelings. Damn sorry. You. Damn you, Mitch. Okay. Yep. So you're praying, <laughs> you're praying about the book. <laughs> you guys make it really hard to, to have a serious you know, conversation. They're not, they're not you realize that far this. removed from each other topically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut the fuck up. Let me finish here. <laughs> that's, right, scenario, I'm, I'm, that's scenario that's number two. <laughs> You get a good feeling of any kind. Oh, see, you got your answer, right? Scenario number mm -hmm. three is one that hardly anybody talks about. Where you pray, it's not even what you would call neutral when you walk away. You actually kind of mm -hmm. had a, a bad or, a, you know, a, kind of not a good feeling, right? And then mm -hmm. what would somebody potentially tell you if that happened? Satan. Yeah, you know, remember... Some of the greatest, some of the greatest in history, even Joseph Smith, when he knelt to pray, he felt that evil force in the forest. And, you know, I'm not saying this was it, but it could it, could it have been Satan? And they also say, oh, look, that's a good sign. If Satan's telling you, if he's tempting you, that means your ah, answer is nigh. Ah, right. And yeah. it means that you are a little more special worthy mm -hmm. than anyone else. Because why would Satan mess around with a weak noodle, a middleweight? Yeah. You know, he's only going after Great the point. heavyweight. Great point. Why would he try to make you feel oppositely? He, he doesn't want yeah. you to know this because he's afraid of how much good you can do in the church, mm -hmm. right? And so you feel even more special, right? And so when you add those three yeah. together, I mean, you get a couple scenarios here, one of which, what is the only legitimate answer? Is, it's yes, true. It's true, right? I would just like to read some of Moroni's promise because please do. Please do. I think wording is really important. I'm going to hand the scriptures to Temple right. God. Temple God? Okay. Behold, I would exhort you that when you shall read these things, if it be wisdom in God, that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord, that's me, hath been unto the children of men from the creation of Adam, even down until the time that ye shall receive these things and ponder it in your hearts. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, that's me, the eternal father, that's my father, or me as well, depending on which version. In the name of Christ, that could also be me. If these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, me, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you may know the truth of all things. Wow. Okay. So when Einstein was coming up with his two relativity theories, he was under the power of the Holy Ghost, obviously, mm. and so on and so forth. An endless litany of discoveries and inventions and, you know, wow, I, mm -hmm. why didn't I think of that? Damn. Well, okay. It goes back Got to, it. you know, that's something that the church leaders would probably agree with, right? Like they talk all yeah. the time, that goes back to our episode where we talked about the gift of the Holy Ghost and the difference between the gift and the power, right? Everyone can feel the power or the influence of the Holy Ghost from time to time, 
and it may even lead them to amazing truths, right? Like the power of electricity or whatever. But they can't have the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost unless they have the gift, right? With without a Mormon ordinance, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, plural. Yeah. yeah. So the the thing that that really strikes me now reading it, you know, not as a member, but as God, but as God, yeah. <clears throat> yes. Who is not Mormon? He told me. He told me the same thing. I'm glad we're on the but, same page. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's actually it's, atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what does it mean when God has really bad self-esteem? <laughs> Uh-oh. He's atheist. Sorry, Mitch. Frank, sorry. Frank, Frank, there. Back to it, Mitch. Go on. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. I just think it's interesting that it the, the wording is i would exhort you that you should ask god the eternal father in the name of christ if these things are not true and regularly i'm sure that investigators now that i look at this is like ask if this isn't true and that's how they ask right because that's mm -hmm. how what it says mm -hmm. but we as members of the church we're not taught that no we're not it's more in the vein of ask if these things are not true, because they've got to be true, mm -hmm. you would be dumb if you didn't believe this. So just ask for that confirmation, man. That's the difference. And so that's why it's yeah. mind to the highest level, because you're gaslighting yourself even before yeah. you decide to kneel down and pray. You're like, I already know it's true. I already have a testimony. It would be awesome if God came and said, hey, this is true. Good job. But no. I've convinced myself over the last 16 years that this is true and nothing's going to stop me. Mm -hmm. So this is the genius and the treachery of Joseph Smith. This is just one example of it, you know. So if you get a confirmation, yeah, I prayed about it and it's not true. Wait, <laughs> the Holy Ghost, what? <laughs> Ask if it's not true. And I got a witness. Uh, Wait, what the fuck do I do now? Oh, you uh, know, he was just using the colloquial phrase, I, right? I understand. Yeah. I understand. Isn't this but true? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It, it, it's the sophistry <laughs> and the... Yeah, you're right. Goddamn, it gives us a peek into that dark crevice called the mind of Joseph Smith. More so the mind of the LES leaders, because we just talked about in the poltergeist heist by the power of the Holy ghost, you're going to know. Mm -hmm. and, you, and not only that, you're going to know all things by the power of the Holy ghost. And so you think, Oh wow, that's so amazing. What a huge gift. But the catch is it's the power of the Holy ghost as defined within the bounds of the Mormon church. Right. If anything goes beyond that, if you get an answer, like Mike was just saying, if you actually get an answer that says mm. that your intuition or your gut feeling goes, ah, this yeah. doesn't seem right, yeah. then that's not going to fit the mold. And you're going to, as missionaries, we all did it. Yeah. Well, you just keep praying. Keep yeah. praying. It's, get the answer. Yeah. Get the answer that you need to get because any other answer we will not accept. Yeah. And keep, that's keep, that, that cult-like repetition. That's right. That mm -hmm. used so often just keep. Yeah. You know, spin it around. It's, I don't know. It's like a, a rat or a hamster on a wheel or whatever the hell. It just becomes this habit. And then, boom. Well, of course, of course, this is reality because this mm -hmm. is what I've been doing. 
Yeah. Forever. The whole fake it till you make it thing. I, I really feel like that is one of the major instances or teachings in the church where they could be condemned for fraud, right? Because and for deception, mm-hmm. because that, that is, you yeah, know, are, really, you're telling your members by way of doctrine that if they don't have a testimony, go up and lie and say that they do, and keep saying that until they actually believe themselves. You know, and and mm-hmm. in any other forum, that's like psychological abuse, right? Like that's not yeah. healthy. <laughs> to do about anything right no i guess there's instances right like if i'm a pow and i'm in this terrible situation where i i don't have any food and i'm in this prison and i'm dying i guess there might be beneficial to make believe that i'm not there right psychologically Mm -hmm. but when you're not in that type of a situation and you're in this church you know, to keep telling yourself, this is true, this is true, this is true. I know it is, I know it is, I know it is, you know. Hey, uh-huh. I feel okay. It must be, you know. Well, for God's sake, yeah. I mean. That, I, I keep you know? seeing, I don't know why, a Nazi, the Nazi, some, you know. Oh, there's so yeah. many examples of it throughout history. And ones that are, aren't recorded, most likely. Oh, yeah. You know, prehistory, where this is what we do. As human beings, we're completely subject to all the circumstances that surround us in a very precarious situation, Mm -hmm. and we create these mechanisms of control. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I looked around, and everything is out of my control. How can I change that? Well, here's some ideas. Joe, would you step up to the mic? Do you have anything to offer? <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> like, come on, man. No, I think you're right. I, yeah, go ahead, Mitch. I just had a thought while you guys were talking. I, I, It's just so interesting that you think until you're out of the church, if you step out and you see and you look back at the bubble, the reality is, in my opinion, <laughs> that Moroni's promise is not like you already kind of like I said before, you already know, quote unquote, no, before you, if you've done everything that you're conditioned to do, then you already believe. And yeah. so I only know from my own experience as uh, born in the covenant, raised in the church, that I was conditioned. We were talking about fast and testimony meeting. We get it whispered in our ears. We watch our role models, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our leaders go up and mm. say, I they say the same thing over and over. I know yeah. the yeah. Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon. I know the Book of Mormon is true. I know the church is true. I know Christ lives. Do, 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 do. And the list goes on. And the thought I had besides that was as missionaries, our job is to do a turbo fast conditioning turbo fast to be like all right quick repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse get them baptized as soon as we can so that we can hand it off to the church and they can do the rest and let's move on to the next victim yeah as you will recall the guidelines were to teach so many lessons within a certain period of time so that that Mm -hmm. conditioning could take place Oh, yeah. Both of you, I'm sure it was the same. I know that the manuals have changed over time. But what was the thing that was constantly, we were constantly told as missionaries to time do? To get, time to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Other than, you know, baptize. But I'm okay. just saying, while you're teaching, what are you constantly told to do? Bear your testimony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And it's not just, I, you know, it's to bear a sincere testimony that you know that Joseph Smith mm-hmm. is a true prophet. And well, uh, y- yes, Mrs. Potential and Convert, I know you have all these serious issues, but let me bear my testimony. Oh, yeah. That pattern's been followed forever, right? Even Jesus when you look God. back to B.H. Roberts, me. we were talking about him briefly, you know, b- before the beginning of the episode today, Mitch. You know, he found all these inconsistencies and anachronisms in the Book of Mormon and brought them to the Brethren and went through Mm -hmm. all of them with them in like this two-day marathon meeting with the Twelve. So that would have been an even earlier version of the CES letter. Well, in part. And and coming from a full-blown active high station member, right? The historian of the church. And here he was, and he had the ear of the brethren, including the prophet, who was a personal friend of his, and for two days, he mm-hmm. has these guys in this room and goes through this stuff. And that was their response, because there was no good answer to any of the legitimate concerns in the Book of Mormon. Yep. So all they could do, one by one, is stand up and bear their fucking testimonies. Yep, because that's what they're conditioned to do. That's yeah. where we're all conditioned Well, to. you know, BH, you know, that's a good series of issues. And I don't know exactly what the answers are. Maybe God will tell us someday. But this I do know. <coughs> I know the church is true. You know, like that solves everything. Well, yeah. Mike, I think you forgot. We will find out in the millennium all those answers. So just hang on. Because oh, that's right. There's a promise. The promise is always to be given in the future. Here's what you were looking for. Hang out with us. Maybe you have to wait to be resurrected. Hell, I don't know. But you will get the answer. <laughs> I hope. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Gordon got you know the answer. Gordon, are you here? He's Is actually Gordon in the here? back. He's in the back room. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm here here I've, been, I've been eating some nachos, trying to change <laughs> it up a bit. Well, oh. oh, did you have the ones with jalapenos? Oh, of course I did. What yeah. did you take me for, Mike? Oh, I love them. Oh, yeah, I love them. <clears throat> anyway, Gordon. Yeah. Well, did, you did, did you want me to come out there? Yeah, sure. Do you mind? Oh, here, you can use my mic right here. What do you think about all this stuff that we've been chewing on here and spitting well, out? You know, from what I could hear, it's it's a remarkable, wonderful topic. Because the thoughts that go through my mind as I think about my past life before mm. I was resurrected. What in a person is a treasure? What can you sit down and listen to if you see a man or a friend talking to you? What will attract you to him about his personality? Why, it's confidence. Confidence. Uh, okay. If someone is confident with what they believe in, well, that's going to attract certain people. If I'm confident to you and I come to you, Mike and Dave, and I say, with all the conviction of my heart, that I know that those nachos are the, the, the food of heaven and that Christ himself is up there cutting the jalapenos himself. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it with my own eyes and that I've prayed about it. And by God, I'll tell you it's true. Well, well of course, because of my confidence... You're, I'm going to attract a certain person that's going to say, wow, right, right. what a remarkable thing. I want that confidence. That's what I'm missing in my life. Mm. Maybe if I did what he did. 
etc. You know, Gordon, you may have caught some stray conversations also that Mitch and I and Dave were having about swag that we want to sell, like T-shirts and things like that. Oh, yes, of course. You just gave me a fantastic T-shirt idea, a bowl of nachos on the T-shirt, and it says, I know these nachos are true. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I like that's that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, I, I believe your testimony, sir. I uh, You're a faithful servant of... Well, oh, there you go, Dave. Yeah. I just bullshitted you. You <laughs> should feel like a fucking moron. <laughs> Yo, hang, hang on, motherfucker. Hang on. Hang on a minute now, damn it. I want to ask you about your prune sluice. I mean, what's the result of eating nachos all day? Seriously. How's the old prune shoot going? Oh, it, it's painful, but it's also okay. okay. Also enjoyable, okay. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, but, uh, and that answers another important question about resurrected beings. So I, I just have a load of them. I hope you'll keep showing up so we can get answers to these yeah. mysteries oh, of God. God's of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes. Well, resurrected beings. Shit. I'll, I'll be playing. <laughs> Yeah, well, you've heard it on the show. You smelt it on the stage. Yes, we have. Yeah, <laughs> I've wiped it off the chair. And yeah, okay. Oh, now, Dave, that's getting too personal. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Gordon. Yeah, no, you're. I love you, man. I, I'm sorry I offend you every time you come on the air. I'm just an asshole. Oh, you pointed you know, out before, just like yeah. with Mike, I'm just elbowing you. It's just some teasing. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Just buddy. chill the right. fuck out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gotcha, Can a guy baby. joke without everyone taking him so seriously? I guess it makes sense. My, my being before I was resurrected was much different. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't know, Gordon. Ever since you've come on the show, listenership has shot up. So I think the audience loves you, and I think you know. Oh, well, I love them, yeah. and not in the Mormon way. I actually love you. No, I, I love all of you. Oh, oh no matter your race or creed or your sexual identity, I love you. Well, you're, thanks. You're wonderful. Thanks, you should be here. Embrace your life. Get out of the fucking Mormon church <laughs> if you're in it. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. Thank Good you. advice. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to my nachos now. Okay. Have fun. Hug by Christ himself. <laughs> <laughs> love you, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, wow. All right. Well, well uh, that, that was good advice. Confidence. I agree with Gordon. There's yeah. a confidence... And it reminds me of, you know, hmm. as a missionary and even, you know, even not as a missionary, what were we attracted to? What kind of personality were we attracted oh. to in, oh, yeah. in fast testimony meeting? The bishop, yeah. the the yeah. confident, you, you know, general conference, w- listening to those men with the conviction, even mm. even Elder Scott, mm. how boring he was. He always had that conviction. Yeah. The do it. And, I know. and it's years and years of training how to say mm-hmm the right thing the right way yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a psychological fact some of the stuff we're talking about right uh, in or out of a religion p 
people seek that. They seek yeah. somebody who's confident Correct. and has an air of, you know, hey, I have well-being because of this thing, right? And you seek that. Mm-hmm. And Well, yeah. someone so confident, someone who is sure of themselves. Sure. And think about that relative to a testimony. I know. I mean, I know all the rest of you say you know, but listen to me. I really know. Hey, it's salesmanship. That's plain and simple. That's it's salesmanship. It it's literally just if you, you know, I've I've actually uh, I, I sold living scriptures after my mission. <laughs> do you guys remember living scriptures? Oh my god, I, I haven't thought oh of that in years. Yeah, oh yeah, but god. it's yeah. the same thing. And they, you know, they were LDS based, but it doesn't matter. I've been in sales before and after. Of it's course. literally the same tactics. It's, it's the same skill set. Yeah. You need to be confident if you show that you doubt or if you show you're unsure, you lost the sale. Yeah, you're right. You lost yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And so For you sure. can't, if you go in there and you're honest, if I, if I were to be honest at the beginning of my mission, I would have been like, uh, actually, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing out here, but <laughs> I, I have a testimony, I think, of the Book of Mormon. I, it's a good book. Like, I've learned a lot of things yeah. that the teachers told me to learn and and I think mm-hmm. that Joseph Smith, I believe that he's a prophet. Yeah. I believe Man, it. My, my parents are paying for this and it costs a lot of money. So I got to, you know, I got to step up here. Yeah. Well, I, I paid for my own mission, Dave. It shows me really? what kind of character you were. Wow. <laughs> wow. Actually, I, I don't. I went out and worked for, for like five months and I earned about $7,000. And I went on a mission, and now I wish I would have used that for other things. <laughs> what, what street corner were you working? Because I probably was on the wrong street. Oh, 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 hey, no, 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 not that, not that, not that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Nah, he no, I was, I was a porn star. Oh, ah, all right. Well, on that <laughs> lovely mental note. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up, shall we, guys? <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Incidentally, I recorded another call to God recently. Oh, um, wow. That I wanted to, to play for you guys. Let's see if I can play it here. Yeah, that, oh. was, that was it. Absentee. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Are you on the right network? <laughs> the power of the priesthood be upon me and, and my posterity. Throughout all generations of time. And throughout all eternity. eternity. Beam I of light. Not- I have been connected to God for 12 years. I bet I've got that whole thing still memorized. That's I do. Really, I, I do. Very sure. disturbing. Very disturbing. What is that? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot. What? Oh, excuse me. Mike, can I take your microphone? Yeah, yeah, here you go. Yeah. Oh, this is too close. God damn it. Yeah, a little too close. <laughs> All right. Next week. Next week, I'm going over to Hawaii, so I won't be here. Okay. But uh, I've contacted Tommy. He's going to come in for me. I've told him about the show, and okay. he wants to come in and introduce. 
Well, oh, okay. that's fine with you. Yeah, we look forward so to he's, it. He's a wonderful, remarkable person. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Good and old Tommy. About 10 years ago, he wasn't. 10 years ago, he was a shithead. He'd come <laughs> a long way. So, uh, he'll, he'll be on the, he'll, he'd be happy to be on this wonderful, wonderful show. And he'll he'll share his uh, his insight okay. uh, if he has any. All right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you're going to Hawaii. You're going to be smoking any Maui Wowie? Oh, you bet I am. <laughs> wife, we're going to yeah, be going yeah, out bro. there having a lot of freesomes and all sorts of fun things. All right. Hell yeah! I love you, buddy. I love you. All right. I'll I'll let you get back to it. I just I was I almost. Forgot as I was eating another nacho. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Gordon. We'll look forward to talking to Tommy. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that about does it. Any final words of wisdom, Dave, Mitch, as we wrap this up? Mm. No. Uh, I mean, I, mean <laughs> I think the final word of wisdom should be if you're kneeling down to pray about a book that you think and you've been conditioned and told that is a sacred record without doing any actual research, then that should be the first red flag for you. Do mm-hmm. the research. Do the research. Yeah. Get, you know, do some actual research mm-hmm. because that's how knowledge and that's, you know, we could, we could keep going on a whole different road about the contradicting teachings of the church and how they say, Hey, study it out, study it out, study it out and then pray but with this promise, it seems like they kind of shove that under the carpet and go, just pray about it. Pray well, about it. and yeah. here's another one. One of my favorite, the glory of God is intelligence. Mm-hmm. What, what the hell are we mm-hmm. really saying there? Yeah. And by the way, speaking of Maui Waui, uh, with the word of wisdom, it's worded that this is a principle with promise. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. How about That's that? A, yeah. You know, as a as a teenager, I I was that kid that went out and uh, I read the Book of Mormon after Hinckley. Uh, Hinckley, you promised. Remember that time you promised that if we read the Book of Mormon in mm-hmm. the thirty days, something like Fuck, that. I can't remember. Fuck! Why are you bringing that up? <laughs> Just leave me alone. I'm in my nachos. I'm not going to answer every goddamn question that you throw at me. Do I do resurre- Do resurrected people have weight gain? Issues or hey, no, David, we... shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I want to eat these nachos. Let me okay. eat the nachos. Enjoy, man. Sorry, Enjoy. all right. Sorry. Oh, oh. my god. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, I, he, he seems to really be testy with eating those nachos. Maybe yeah. they're going right through them, but uh, <laughs> anyway, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> right. I, I took that to heart. I read the Book of Mormon. I took the promise to heart, and I went out. I lived on an 800-acre ranch with my family, and oh. I went out, clear out, and I knelt down, and I prayed about it just like Joseph Smith, and I didn't yeah. get squat. Yeah. I didn't get anything. Yeah. That's but I was exact, conditioned enough yeah. Yeah. to take that as a sign that I was a faithful member, and isn't that weird? Yes. It's exactly what I did. What a shitty, exactly. yeah. What a shitty caveat, yeah. right? When you go well, out I there, I wasn't out in the wilderness, but I, yeah, I did the whole thing. I read the the book, and I, I already mentioned this. I think I it I and I read the promise. After every time I read whatever six, eight, ten chapters, I would re- reread the promise, anticipating when I would finally read it at the end of the book, 
and then kneel down, pray, and get my answer. And I did the, the double mind fuck where I said, what are you doing? Why would you seek a sign? You're seeking signs. You already know the book is true. Why are you asking for a sign from God? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. whole that's the some of the worst bullshit of all, right? When you get the neutral response that we talked about, which I think ninety nine percent of people do, right? And they and, and yeah. you're basically told that that's one of the major responses to that, right? Is this idea of you know, well, of course God's not going to give you this big miraculous thing. He's already look at all the stuff He's already done for you you know, in your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you already know all of this is good. You wouldn't even be praying about it if you thought this was bullshit, right? So, which totally contradicts Moroni's what, promise, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and here's the double mindfuckery. How many times did we hear growing up that it's like Christ's promise? Those of you mm-hmm. who have seen me in hands and my feet, blessed are ye, but more blessed are those who did not see Oh yeah, still believe. They use that against you. They do. So, wow. If I don't get an answer, then what's the bishop or my dad or a leader gonna say? They're gonna say, "More blessed are you. You are showing faith. Yeah, you're more blessed. You know, I'm proud of you for still going forward. I had a personal conviction, Mitch, but you, you haven't had one yet, and you're still going. And and God blesses those faithful saints who continue even without a witness. Yeah, and that's yeah. the double mind fuckery, and that's what I hated. I was like, now oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, they'll look at you and they'll say, Mitch, Mitch, look, I needed a stronger witness, so you're better than me because you don't even need that, and we're both better than those schmucks who lived during Jesus's yeah. time and actually had to feel the prints in his hands and feet. They could have never just gone by faith. That's true. So, yeah, vicariously. Yeah. And by the way, they're reupholstering the chair in heaven, Mitch. They're I just got word they're upgrading your chair. So yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're so oh, worthy. Right. Yeah. I mean using that logic of <laughs> using that logic of that we're better than the schmucks that felt Christ, that, that means we're better than Joseph Smith himself because he saw Christ. So that's right. No. That's right. Yeah. That's Ow. Right. That's right. Sorry, right. Joe. Most elect. Yeah. Yeah. Most elect are saved for the last day. Of course, the last day has been the last six generations, but, you know, who's counting? (laughs) 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 Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us again, and look for us next time. Peace.